everybody, and welcome to Parenting with the Pros and Cons. I'm Dr. Molly. And I'm Chinsia Filipovsky. And today we are going to be talking about getting a dog, the pros and cons. First, a little bit about us. I'm Dr. Molly. I'm a pediatrician who's been in practice for almost 30 years, and I've spoken to parents for all of them. <laughs> I've spoken to them in the exam room, I've spoken to them at the grocery store, and I've even spoken on the stages nationally and locally through the American Academy of Pediatrics and your local PTA. I have four grown children, and I love talking to parents about the pros and cons of everything. And I'm Chinsia Filipovsky. I'm a full-time working mother of two five-year-old twin boys. I'm the executive director of two medical offices and owner of a pediatric medical management company. I'm a certified positive parenting educator. So as you can see, I am very busy. I'm trying to balance my life. And like you, I'm trying to raise my family with all of the pros and cons. Today, we're going right, to be discussing, let's... Is, yes, let's dive in. Yeah, because we're going to be discussing getting a dog, and Chinsia is getting a dog. So I, I had all kinds of questions Not about everybody this. knows yet, though. Shh. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll keep it just between us for now. I have all That's kinds right. of questions about this. Now, I've had yes. a dog with my children when they were younger, and that dog sadly has gone to dog heaven. But what are you thinking, Chinsia? You have five-year-old twins and a very busy life. What the heck are you thinking? Well, this is a question my husband and I have been asking ourselves for the past, um, I think we put our deposit down about seven or eight months ago um, for this dog. So we've been asking ourselves that on a daily basis. Now that we're really close to getting the dog, we're about a week away now, um, we have really started questioning what the heck are we doing. Um, but we we really kind of are excited about it now and we are um, really looking forward to it. So why did we decide to get a dog? Yeah. Um, there were a couple main reasons that we decided to get a dog. One was, as as uh, you guys know, we have two five-year-old boys in our house. So all they know is each other. Um, you know, they this past year, they've been home um, with each other. They haven't been exposed to a lot of other children because of, you know, the situation that we've all been, um, you know, in. So I feel like they are basically, uh, they're great with each other overall, but I think they feel like the world is about them. Um, and I feel like they don't really understand um, outside of themselves. So I feel like a dog, one, will um, bring a little bit of happiness to our lives in that way, you know, as well as show them um, that, you know, we have to care for other living beings and um, hopefully it'll bring love, um, you know, to our life as well as I'm hoping that it'll increase our uh, keep up, I should say, our physical activity because um, my kids are very active right now and I feel like having a dog will keep them active um, even with or without organized um, you know sports and other things happening so those right. were the main reasons so I'm gonna blow I some holes know. in this right yes, now you're gonna blow Wait, some holes I'm gonna blow Go some ahead. holes in this right now okay number one you think that it's gonna increase like a sense of 
responsibility and, you know, all that and the boys. Who do you think is going to really be taking care of the dog? Yeah, not okay. responsibility. I understand responsibility will fall on me. You said no, that. I said a sense of understanding that it's not just them. Yes, you did um, say that's that too. What it is that. Yes, you yeah. also said that. Responsibility, and I love that. I feel, that really resonated yeah. with me. Yeah, I thought that was. I know an the responsibility is going to fall on me. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. And you understand like the walking of the dog is going to fall on you, and the feeding yes. of the dog, and the cleaning yes. up of the poop of the dog. Okay, I'm yes. just making sure. But I, but I will, I will make them, I will make them participate. You know, we mm-hmm. we do for have a while. the obligatory, mm-hmm. yes, even for a while until you know what I think. Until they're less of a, they're a little bit less work for me, and maybe the dog will, you know, I'll just replace it with the dog at that point. But we'll see. Well, how that's that works what out. I'm wondering. See, now this gets to one of my my questions in my head, right? Because I see women my age. Okay, the kids leave the nest. The mom gets the dog. I'm thinking, what the heck are you thinking? You yeah. are finally free, woman. <laughs> and they get the dog. And I think, do you yes. do you need something to nurture? Are you feeling like, as a woman, the women my age, is it that you're not sure what to do next as your kids are getting older and the dog sort of gives you something to still take care of and help with that transition? And I wonder... For women whose kids are heading off to school and they get the dog at that point, is there any of that tied up in it? So I I'll can let you totally answer see for that. you. I'll, yeah, yeah, I can too. I can too. totally I can see totally that as, see a, it. as a thing. We've talked about it. I know um, women at work, uh, we've talked about it and they've they've said, yes, that's exactly why they got it. And I can see that. I, I've said it for so many years that, you know, if, if I wasn't able to have my children, I would have probably had like a couple of dogs, you know, by this point. I don't think it's a um, it's that idea for me, quite honestly, because I'm still crazy busy. Um, so it's not an idea of, and my kids still take up a lot of my time. So it's not this idea of replacement um, in it, as much as it is, I think, um, really that, you know, the idea of it is something that my husband and I have talked about for a few years. Uh, the idea of adding a dog, our kids have started talking about it a lot for the past year. Um, and just the idea of it, I think that it's, you know, it just brings me joy in thinking more love for all of us to share. Um, I understand it comes with more responsibility, but, you know, when has added work ever stopped me from doing anything? So (laughs) that's that's really, you know, that's not, that's not it, but I can see that. And I, you know, I, I understand that reason for, I do too. Oh, I completely do. I think it's a very legitimate reason. I think it's got a lot of um, kind of, it fulfills a need and it, um, it really is a, it's a great and valid reason to get a dog. And I just, I, I hope that people understand that's part of the reason that they're getting it, that it's, it's a way to sort of ease a transition in their life and that it, um, you know, it fills, fills that for them. I loved our dog. I mean, our dog was super, um, cozy and very, um, you know, he was super cute, a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, super cute Skittles. And, uh, and very low maintenance, frankly, this dog, even though the dog had a little bit of a medical condition, was not a super demanding dog of us, you know. Um, and I think dogs can be a, a wonderful addition to a family. I think the kids really have kind of that that unjudgmental, completely loving best friend when things are 
when they feel things aren't quite going their way, they have someone they can kind of vent to who isn't going to give them any advice or any <laughs> strategies or rescue them. Exactly what, frankly, yeah. every parent should do. But yes. we can't help ourselves. The dog provides. So yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's great. While I, snuggling, I really, while snuggling, you while know, giving that cozy, <laughs> warm snuggle. Yes. I think it's fantastic. Yes. So, yes. but they are a lot of responsibility, and yes, some some pets are harder than others to train or to, you know, kind of keep, you know, in tow and, and all of that. So, um, and I mean, what, what do you, what do you see are the, we've talked about some of the pros, what do you see are some of the hidden cons to getting mm, a dog? Cost, right? In addition oh, to yeah, just buying one. the dog, you have to care well, you for could the rescue dog for a dog. Lifetime. You could rescue yes, a dog. So that initial could. cost could be yes. low, but yep. Yeah. So even if the initial cost is is low or zero because someone can give you a dog, there's the cost of taking care of them, getting their their medical care, even if they're a healthy dog, just the maintenance. I mean, that's all a, a, a out of pocket cost. Um, other cons that I've thought about a lot in choosing the kind of dog that we are getting um, is allergies. You know, this uh, mm-hmm. this little fear of, oh, what if the, if people, what if anyone is allergic to a dog um, in our family? So I tried to get a hypoallergenic dog and honestly that they take up a lot of time. You know, I think that what I've learned in, um, you know, in this process, because as I said, I've been looking into it for over a year, uh, chose a, a breed about a year ago and then looked into breeders for several months and um, then, you know, had to find a breeder that not only did I find would be a good breeder, but that they also accepted me as a purchaser because um, they're pretty strict uh, on, on some of these breeds, um, which I can understand. But um, they take a lot of your time and energy. Um, so that could be a con for some people. So if you're someone that's, it's like having another child. I mean, my husband and I have joked around this last week that I'm getting the nursery ready for another baby to come because <laughs> that's honestly what it feels like. Because having never owned pets as adults, um, especially a dog, we have nothing. So I've had to buy the stuff that we need um, in order for it to be able to live here with us and to set it up and to think those things through. You know, how are we going to um, have this dog enter our lives and um, set boundaries, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot to think about. Um, one of the big things yeah. that I learned, um, I, did you have a comment there to add? No, go ahead. Yeah, I just that my oldest had a dog and mm-hmm. they really had they loved this dog. You know, it was great. And they had the dog in the apartment and all that and, and had done be- behavior training with the dog and all that. But the dog ended up having some difficulty with um, with being around other people, you know, not the people that they knew, you know, obviously that, that Lex, the dog knew, but around you know, strangers basically. And mm-hmm. so the dog ended up um, actually biting a person and they did went through behavior retraining and the whole thing and then ended up biting a second person. Uh And so they ended up having to, um, for the safety of the other people in their community, they, uh, you know, they ended up, uh, giving the dog to a non-kill rescue, uh, place because they didn't feel like they could any longer safely keep the dog. And it was heartbreaking, you know? So I do see there are cons, you know, some dogs are, um, you know, more challenging than others, just like more, some children are more challenging yes. than others. Each dog comes yes. with their own personality yeah. and, you know, managing. And they that don't live is, that long. 
Right. And they don't, which is That's one of the, the other things I wanted it. to talk about is, yes. you know, obviously you don't talk at, at, you know, when you get the dog. Well, and by the way, boys, the dog isn't going to live as old as you are, you know, but you'll, you will have to deal with the fact that the dog is going to die long, long, long before your kids do. And, yes. you know, that's going to be an adjustment. And that has a pro to it, yes. too, in a way. It allows them to experience grief um, with someone they, they were a dog or somebody they really, really love. Um, hopefully God willing before they really have to deal with the death of a person who they really, really love. I've thought that one whole all the way out already because the average lifespan of the dog we're getting is about 12 to 15 years. Oh, right. When they go to college. I'm going to have a really difficult time then, Molly. So um, you'll have to be. Uh, I will be there for you, Chips. Yeah, I will be I there have for my you. My children going away and my dog. So <laughs> well, you'll just get I've another dog. Apparently, it. I've already figured that out. Like you know, I mean, one of those I just, ladies. I don't know. I don't know. You know, we'll see how yeah. that works out. But one of the big things, um, you know, kind of to piggyback on on your um, oldest um, child's uh, experience with the dog. One of the biggest things that I learned that I don't think enough of us understand is that dogs shouldn't be chosen on how cute that little puppy is in that litter. And that's how most of us choose the dogs, right? We find a breed that we think is just cute or we know we hear they're great with kids or they're great companions, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but we don't explore it enough or we don't go to the right place to find a dog to understand what their temperament is. And so these breeders and people that work with dogs all the time are very good at understanding, testing and understanding a dog's temperament. So from the litter that we are getting our dog from, it underwent temperament testing, which was just a series of activities that they, the, they meaning the breeder and staff, did with the puppies. Hmm. And they rated them on all these different activities so that we could see um, where in the scale they fell on. And then we had the discussion of, would this dog you know, be good for our family. So because the breeder is so invested in making sure these dogs um, go to places where they're going to stay because we have contracts saying if we're going to give these dogs up, they go back to the breeder first because, um, you know, they want to make sure that these these dogs go into loving homes for their entire life. So what I learned was, you know, the same litter could have many different temperaments. Um, so there could be a puppy in the in the in the breed in the in the litter that could be great with kids. Their temperament's easygoing. They're um, a little bit more apt to being social. And then there might be other dogs that are very needy, and you can see it in the temperament testing. And so from doing that, I could see and the breeder all things that I had to learn from the breeder because and research because I didn't know any of this before. You could really kind of almost predict what kind of dog this was going to be as far as their temperament. And I think that's really important because that and socialization of the dog. So once we receive our dog, um, you know, we have a whole list of socialization um, activities that the breeder is asking us to do with the dog, um, you know, down to playing with balloons in your house or, um, you know, exposing your dog to different ethnicities, exposing your dog to uh, children under two, adults over 65, tall men, it was on the list. Um, wow. So different things and socializing the dog, because that was such an important thing. Um, and as 
the, the dog was um, there with the trainer. She was sending videos and showing us the things they were doing. They were running vacuum cleaners next to the dog. They were bringing them so that the dog doesn't get startled as easily or doesn't get upset as easily or goes with the flow. So I think what happens oftentimes is if you're a single person or if you're someone without kids or you're an older adult, you are only around people like you. Um, so that dog never gets to exposed, uh, gets exposed to other people or other age groups or other. And so they react differently. And, and then we end up sending them away. And so that that is a problem because that's why we have so many dogs that don't have you know, homes anymore. And so I really thought, um, wow, this temperament testing, obviously it's not going to be a hundred percent accurate, but it's the best tool we have right now. And I thought it was so interesting and smart, um, for them to be doing this. Yeah. That's fascinating. Honestly, some of those socialization, uh, activities that are suggested, honestly, we should have a toolkit like that for parents. For so kids. that as their I kids agree. are maturing, I'm not even joking, you know, so that their no, kids, I agree. Uh, so that as their kids are maturing, I mean, I know some of the things that parents do with their children are just natural and they do them. But some of the things that, especially if you live in a community that's very um, monochromatic and very culturally yes. similar, it would be great to encourage that sort of uh, get out of your comfort zone so that for the parent Exposure. and the child... So that there yeah. is a, a degree of familiarity and comfort with a variety of different I'm telling types you, of people about and getting this urban dog. and suburban environments, you know, just everything about it yes. sounds like a great, That's on the list save too. that toolkit. Going to a downtown area <laughs> yeah. and being around lots of noises is on the, is on the list. But I was going to say everything about getting this puppy is like having a child. So even the approach on yeah. training Really, when I looked at how the training is going to happen, that's everything that I've learned about the positive uh, parenting. Right. You know, it's it's the same sort of thing. So truly, I, I agree with that. That would be great. We should come up with a, a kit, um, you know, an idea list, if you will, to really expose your kids because um, it's the same thing. It's basically the same thing. And, and I think that it's true in puppies as well as children, I think, under two, you know, even to five they need a lot of different exposure to different things by that age in order for them to be more adaptable as they get older. Yeah. Um, well, and then they, to continue know, it as they get older to, to absolutely refamiliarize them with it over and over again. Yeah. Yes. That's fascinating. Yeah. Wow. So I'll be bringing the wow. dog around you guys too, Dr. That's Molly. great. You know, we we have, have the yard, <laughs> as you know, we have the yard for the dog. So we'll they can get familiar run, with, run, run. We, yeah, they can, the dog can experience the deer and the, the hawks yes. and the, all the, yep. all the flora and fauna of our backyard. I think that's great. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. um, so what do you plan to have the kids do? Like, have you taught, oh, do they know, they don't know yet. They know that we're getting one. They just don't know when. Oh, gotcha. Um, So what do they expect their responsibilities will be? Do they have an idea of what they're going to be in charge of that? Yeah, we've talked about several things. So they are going to be part of walking the dog. Um, okay. And they they're fine with that. We take family walks already, sure. so they're good with that. So, um, and I told them that that might be more than once a day. It'll be a few times a day. Mm-hmm. They'll be responsible for um, watching the dog because uh, you know we talked about especially 
you know, I basically talked about the puppy as if we're bringing home a baby. And so I remind them that they have to be responsible around the dog, um, how mm-hmm. they're acting. And so that their monkey wild play, as I'll call it, their wrestling, that they won't fall and hurt the dog, you know. So they're responsible yeah. for um, watching the dog as well. And um, they will also take part of a little bit of the training um, as much as they can um, so that the dog is also familiar and will listen to them as well as just the adult, you know, not just the adults in the family. So we'll increase things as, you know, I'm not, I can't realistically expect them to go clean up the dog poop, although I've talked about it with them and I might have them you come can, with me. Though. Yeah, so that once I can they've show seen them. how to do it, yes. they are old enough yeah. to be in to be in I charge so of that. I think so too. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think you're right, but I, I can't. And also put that feeding on their the list. dog. Once, yes. once you've, yep. they can be in charge of feeding the dog too, based on their age. So just as someone yep. who guides parents uh, around chores Absolutely. and responsibilities, they're definitely old enough for those two chores. The feeding will be obviously, revolved around the. The feeding will be revolved around the training as well, um, because you feed them as you train them. So that's that will be, Mm -hmm. I guess, ingrained in that training part because they'll take part of that already. Um, And then, the you know, giving them uh, giving him, uh, you know, water as well or taking them outside. So they'll be they'll be response. I I guess I hesitate in saying their main, you know, in saying it because it's not going to be their main responsibility in that it won't be up to them to make sure it happens. Obviously, Um, it'll be up to us. Uh, to make sure it happens, but they'll be taking part in all of it. Um, I really, you know, my kids are, they take part in all, we talk about it as a family and and as a family, we all have things that we have to do to keep our family running and working Mm -hmm. and our household Mm -hmm. working. And so this is another um, one of those things. That's great. Um, and they're excited about it right now. We'll see how it goes. Check back yeah. with me in about a month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll have the dog do a guest appearance on the podcast. There you go. There, there you go. go. Absolutely. <laughs> the dog he will might, give his anyway. opinion. Right. He may. That's right. He may just yes. run in. We don't know. We That's don't right. Know. That's right. So. so I think we can wrap this one up. I think the take-home points are that dogs fill a lot of gaps in our lives. They provide yes. friendship, companionship, undevoted. Undivided kind of love and listening for all of us, adults and kids alike. Um, But they do um, obviously require a lot of commitment. There are a lot of responsibilities around having a dog, financial commitment, as well as time commitment, and um, and a willingness to not just love on the dog, but also train the dog uh, to be a part of a family and a part of a community so that the dog also um, can be able to control himself in a lot of ways. And I think that that's um, important to to remember. it sounds like the issue of will your dog fit your family, uh, at least with your breeder, has been has been pretty well worked through, which is great. Yes, uh, but people yes. who are picking up a dog in other ways, let's say from a breed from a from a rescue place or from another family who may uh, need to uh, get rid of their dog, should ask a lot of questions about the dog's temperament to better understand whether or not that dog is going to be a good fit. Is the dog easy? 
going? Does the dog do well around other people? Is the dog scared by loud noises or sudden movements? Things like that will help guide a family to know whether or not the dog is going to be a good fit. It might be, but you need to understand that dog's temperament and your family situation. Remember that the dog is going to um, is going to die before you do, God willing, and certainly before your kids do, God willing. And so remembering that when you get the dog, you don't necessarily have to prepare for that until the time comes. But thinking about it and understanding that is important as you as you enter into that process of, of dog ownership. Some dogs live a long life, as uh, Chintzia was talking about. But even my dog, my little King Charles Spaniel, didn't live as long as expected uh, because of health conditions. So knowing that you're going to be having those discussions with your kids is important to be thinking about. Um making sure that your kids understand that they're going to be part of the of the joy and also part of the work of having a dog, I think is one of the valuable things that comes with uh, having a dog as part of your family. And it's it gets easy sometimes to have that an early part of the discussion, but just then letting it go once the dog gets there or when it becomes too much work to get the kids to stay involved. But I think it is important to keep the kids engaged in caring for the dog because Chintzy, I think, pointed out one of the most important values that having a pet provides, which is helping those kids understand that they are not the center of the universe, that there is more to the world than just them. And by encouraging uh, participation in the actual caring for the animal uh, provides that in a very concrete way. Anything else, Chins, for the wrapping up points? I think that's it. I think you wrapped okay. it up and, uh, you know, we're going to hope for the best and prepare for the worst. So we'll let y'all know how it goes. All right. So well, that's another episode of uh, Parenting with the Pros and Cons. If you have any other topics you'd like us to discuss or questions, please contact us. You can find us and other podcasts that we have created at parentingwiththeprosandcons.com. You can reach Dr. Molly at drmollyoshea.com. And, uh, you know, until that, until next time, uh, take care of yourself and uh, try to find joy in every day as you are parenting with all the pros and cons. 